Welcome to Rising Stars, where Miriam Knight, publisher of New Consciousness Review, interviews exciting new voices in the world of progressive and transformational books, films, and ideas who offer intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us as we celebrate the conscious awakening and explore many expressions of consciousness in action. Rising Stars Show. I'm Miriam Knight, and here on Rising Stars, we celebrate some of the best transformational writers and creatives that you may not yet have heard about. I will be introducing you to two or three of these each show, and I think you'll find the perspectives intriguing, and they just might add a few more pieces to the puzzle of who we are and all we can become. Our first guest today is Gordon Lent. Now, Gordon is an explorer of human potential and a researcher into the potential destiny of the human race. This fall, he and his team will launch an expansive new website called Zero Universal that will share the refreshing new possibilities that are now available for all humans. He will outline a rich presentation of cosmic understanding, specifically focusing on how to obtain and actually use our latent potential. He is currently composing numerous music albums in a genre he calls cosmic music, music that is composed with the intention of bringing in a very high vibrational and purely divine series of expressions. Gordon, welcome. Welcome, and thank you for uh, having me on the show. Wow, that sounds a pretty impressive undertaking. Yeah. You you sound like you have a pretty positive view for the future of the human race, and I uh, hopefully the planet. Now, how do you perceive what lies ahead in the next decade and uh, the rest of this century? Well, actually, it's pretty awesome. The future of the human race really is loaded in potential uh, realization of magnificent new levels of accomplishment. Now, I'm not talking so much in terms of third dimensional uh, world events that we can turn the news on and hear about like we just did, but I'm talking about the multidimensional dynamics that are flowing into the earth plane, they're absolutely extraordinary, that you may not sense are here, but um, I could review some of those, if you wish, these potentials that have arrived into and sort of gifted to the human race that are unprecedented and they're brand new in a way. And... Um, when we review these, it, it just becomes exciting as to what any human being can begin to unlock in terms of their own personal potential and in how they fit into a magnificent creation that really has uh, no ceiling to the uh, direction that you can accomplish your dreams. So where would you like to begin? Well... I would like to begin with, first of all, how you came to this understanding. I mean, it's not, uh, as you say, in the 3D reality at the moment, not perceivable by most of us. Uh, and 
we all would like to have a bit of an optimistic spin uh, in in our perception of the future. How did you arrive at it? Well, uh, long ago, and not so far away, I uh, in when I was at university, I I had an, a deep feeling that I wanted my full potential consciousness-wise, uh, physiologically-wise, emotionally, and etc. And uh, so I learned meditation back then, deep meditation, transcendental meditation. And I had extraordinary experiences of going to levels within myself that quickly became um, universal. In other words, I would go to the quietest level of my mind, very expansive level, very delicate, transcend that. And there were often times when I would feel like I was the universe. I was this wholeness. Then I'd come back and focus on my uh, schoolwork and etc. And I noticed this exploration of inside, going to the source of my being, enhanced everything in my life. My grade point Average just shot up. I was up taking 25 hours a quarter and just, I, I sort of got ignited uh, intellectually and uh, my heart started to soften. So I continued that practice and then over time, over the decades, uh, it's just been an inner passion to know of the origin, the lineage, the history of the human race. And the potentials and like the magnificent gifts that lie within. And where are we headed if, if we maximize and use this within ourselves? I think everyone knows they have some real special, uh, wonderful um, values that lie deep inside. But today's life sort of doesn't give you time to explore those. But I think soon is coming for the planet from within people's inner individual consciousness an enriching new flow of, um, I guess you could call it divine. Um, it's almost like we're going to start as individuals in this whole human race experiencing our universal nature. Mm-hmm. We're pretty familiar with our individual personality. And most of the world functions with their individual selves, but a few of us are getting are getting bored with that, and we're now sensing there's a huge reservoir deep inside that, well, I call it the universal self, where you have all this this latent potential. It's like we're billionaires, mm. and yet. Most of us don't know we're billionaires, and so we still go to the ATM machine and get a hundred or two hundred bucks out a day, and we don't know there's just all these treasures that lie inside. Now, what's different, perhaps, in this era? And uh, and then uh, I'll I'll wrap that up. Is that there is a new direct connection? to this universal nature of ourselves available. Everybody's got the key. It, the access code is ultra simple. And you simply can go in 
and in a few moments experience this universal nature inside. And then your day just becomes a little more happier, a little more fulfilling, a little more enriched with this universal value of yourself. Well, I certainly have noticed a real upsurge in people spontaneously awakening um, or awakening as a result of of a trauma or um, meditation seems to be a really key um, helper on that path. But there's definitely an upsurge, uh, I think, around the world. So um, you're, you're and, and I think people like you who have been on the path for a while are coming out into the open as way showers and encouraging people who might be on the brink, you know, to, to take that extra step and open up to this possibility. So tell us about this website that you have put together. What is its purpose? The zerouniversal.com, uh, which will be the new ones launching uh, towards the end of the summer, really explores the possibilities. Uh, we have a section of music where we the composers really bring in a very special uh, high vibrational music that is very enriching and balancing. We're also going to explore the leading artists of our age that have very high frequency in their artwork and or their performances. We're going to take a fresh new look at creation. What is this creation that we can see out there, but we sort of know also is inside us beyond science because science, they, <clears throat> how far can Hubble see? Well, you know, they've seen out, I don't know, 13.7 billion years, and they hypothesize it's out 47 billion years beyond that. But really, the new science is about the laboratory of one's consciousness to explore the creation. And then, how do you fit into it? What are the laws of how you create your life, your world, and your future? In the creation. So we take a look at that on the website. Then we have a magnificent section on the future of the human race. And maybe if there's time, I'll review a few of these special new uh, dispensations that have recently come down into the earth that I sense are here. And then we take a look at adventures. And then a final section that we have on the website is called Connections, which primarily focuses on the connection to source. Now, we all know the unified field exists inside of everything in matter, but then there's the huge source of it all that is at the center of our universe and actually at the center of all universes, uh, which I'm hypothesizing might be the case. There's many universes, in other words. So we have a direct connection now right to the source, right to the bank, right to the uh, vast reservoir of all of existence. And where is that? It's deep inside everybody at the quietest, quietest level of one 
Lord's thinking process. So that makes me excited about the future. It's, it's, it's bubbling up. It's, it's unstoppable, as a matter of fact. There will be a magnificent new era uh, coming to this planet. And yes, you can't see it by looking at the news. Because what do they focus on? They focus on negativity. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you won't want to miss the rest of this interview, but we're going to go to break. We're speaking with Gordon Lent about Zero Universal. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Matt Connerton here. Join Jen Coffee and I twice a week for Matt Connerton Unleashed, a political talk show that's a little different than what you're used to. No liberal or conservative agenda here, just an honest dialogue about truth and how things really work in the world of politics. Matt Connerton Unleashed, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Simone Millicis would like you to know that business can be fun, which is why she wrote the book, Joy of Business. What if you could have the joy of business rather than the stress and struggle? Most of the time, the only thing stopping you from a thriving business is you. In the Joy of Business book, Simone gives you access consciousness tools and pragmatic ways to get out of your own way and to create the business, life, and living you know is possible and beyond what this reality says is achievable. Business is joy. It's creation. It's generative. It can be the adventure of living. You can purchase your copy of the book through Amazon or Joy of Business website, www.accessjoyofbusiness.com. Hi. This is Angela Levesque, host of Entanglement Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science and conscious healing. Entanglement Radio, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Transcendent talk for the conscious mind. Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. And welcome back. We're speaking with Gordon Lent, the creator of a new website called Zero Universal. Gordon, what is the website exactly? It is a vehicle to um, the, share. The website URL, where do people go? Oh, um, zerouniversal.com. But it is to be launched in late August, perhaps. Uh, the coding will be finished. Uh, we have a blog up right now, website, but, um, so that will launch fairly soon and it's going to be a fairly extensive vehicle for a, looking at this extraordinary potential of the human race. Great. It looks like it's going to be a really fascinating hub. Now, just before the break, you were hinting at a few coming attractions on this planet. Do you want to, uh, share yes, a few with yes. us? Okay. Uh, sure. And I'll try to keep it short and it's going to get pretty heavy pretty quickly, but I'll keep it somewhat delivered in a joyful way. So we all know we're pretty much divine consciousness having a human experience. Okay. We, we put together pretty much that much. Uh, now the key is 
how to get this divine nature of ourself flowing every hour of the day so we use it or at least more and more of it. And so we're going to focus that, uh, focus on that in the website. Practical steps, practical tools, simple, quick, that connect you right into your source, your universal nature at the quietest level of your consciousness. And then, boom, out you go and express some of that richness in your everyday life. So some of the things coming is um, there's a brand new um, set of universal DNA formulas that have been gifted to this human race since, uh, let's say, the last eight, nine years, they've been coming in. Now, you don't see them with your eyesight, but they're in the field on the other refined levels of our collective consciousness. And they are there, um, ready to be basically uh, activated if one chooses. And once the choice is made to go for some of these um, additional capabilities, one of them and one of the capabilities is to become a new kind of creator being in human form. Now, you don't read a lot about this in, in perhaps other avenues of human potential. But here on this planet, which has had an extraordinary past of very challenging experience, hundreds of thousands of years of it, we are, have been gifted to birth a new kind of species altogether that sort of takes the human evolutionary template and maximizes it into a new kind of super evolutionary being in human form. Have you heard about that one before? Not too often. Well, actually, that, Gordon, ah. I heard of a an experiment that was done in Russia years ago, where they uh, shone a laser beam through a fertilized duck egg into a fertilized chicken egg. And when the chicken hatched, it actually had webbed feet and a flat bill. And, you know, this tells us the rather extraordinary um, idea that light is a carrier of information. And if it can affect coherent light if it can affect uh, the, the developing DNA in that experiment, then what you're suggesting is not absolutely uh, outrageous. <laughs> that it is marvelous, the codes that are contained within light. And when you do, like on third dimensional, these scientists shoot the light through the duct into the, and create sort of a collaboration of, of information of uh, genetic information. That is quite fascinating. But the, the cool thing is coming also to the planet is a new kind of energy that isn't quite present right now. Um, it's actually starting to come in and mainly because there's a new grid in place, a divine grid around the earth. The old one was pretty... Uh, pretty sabotaged, to be quite honest, and manipulated and malformed. And so over the last several years, there's been building 
a brand new, very divine light grid that is now in place as of the winter uh, of 2014. And that's allowing a lot of new kinds of energy to come in, which will take like the experiment the Russian scientists did to way beyond that in what uh, is possible for um, the evolution of this human race. And it all starts with asking and intending on an individual level. Because, you know, it's all choice down here. Mm. <laughs> we all have our choices, right? Right. And, yeah. The, in fact, there was a book called The Only Planet of Choice, uh, referring to the Earth. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, consciousness. Consciousness is the fundamental key. Let's imagine the people who are running the Pentagon and the war departments all over the world were tapping into their universal nature in addition to just utilizing their individual self-ego mindsets and belief systems. If they were utilizing that rich value within themselves, it would be an entirely different world. Everybody has this universal value. It's just a matter of intending and choosing to tap into it. And then nature provides you the means that's best suited for you. Because there's not just one way to do it, but it, there definitely is this universal nature inside of everybody. If one chooses, nature shows you how to start accessing it. And then your life improves. And then your family likes you a little better and your neighborhood gets and your community and it just spreads out ripples out yeah your energy affects the whole planet so you might as well have it full-on enjoyable and happy and rich and the heart warm and the wisdom flowing and the brilliance capable of figuring out that the whole world is interconnected and how to best serve the holistic value of life now, Gordon, you mentioned earlier that uh, you had been a high school teacher and you had been in contracting. So you're a person, you know, with your feet on the ground. Uh, and yet mm -hmm. now you are talking about um, cosmic influences. <laughs> um, how did you yeah. actually accept that into your being and decide to act on it? Well, actually, that's very interesting. So when I was uh, learning to be uh, become a teacher, uh, I had learned, you know, meditation. And so when I first started teaching uh, high school, there was a lot of kids on drugs, and uh, some of them became interested in learning to uh, experience a larger nature naturally. So I taught them TM, and they and the principal calls me in one day. And says, Gordon, what's going on with these kids that uh, uh, you taught TM to? They're starting to show up for school a lot. They're uh, becoming active in class discussions with other your uh, other classes they're in. It seems to improve them. And so I've been pretty wild in my thinking, even from the day I started teaching, which is nineteen I don't know seventy five, I think. And um, so I've already. 
always sort of stretch the boundaries of, hey, what's possible here? We know what we see is not all the answers. And so I've been a little outrageous my whole life anyway, (laughs) and especially contracting. Okay, so I'm out building houses. I built for 26 years, renovations and houses. And I started to gravitate my crews who were also into all this kind of stuff. So we would have a blast during the day building and talking about this wild stuff. So it can work together. That is such a wonderful vision. Speaking of vision, how did you uh, get into music and what's the relationship between music and your vision? Um, way back uh, you know, in grade school, I started music and fortunate was I to be in a school district where they really emphasized a superb quality of music education. So I all my young years was into uh, symphonic uh, choir, jazz, rock, all that stuff, and performing. So that was the basis. But then I said, okay, fine, rock and roll and all the genres we're used to, I'm a little bit tired of that. So I want to explore and bring down into the earth like a cosmic value of of a celestial sound. What does it sound like up there? So I had to unlearn my musical theory and my training and try to, from the heart, in the most expanded state, compose from that level. And so what I'm noticing is that when people listen to some of the music, they become balanced, they become peaceful, they become expansive. They start to remember that they are also from the cosmos. Wow. Now you have some CDs available. What are they called? Oh, there's, I've got actually 23 of the works. <laughs> and uh, the one I just posted up today is called The Far Shore of a Cosmic Ocean. And it's a big symphonic work with, uh, it follows the creators. And, yeah, go ahead. And where can people go to hear that? Oh, on our uh, Zero Universal dot com will take you to a blog site and they're listed there mm-hmm. so there's a few albums there oh that and i have listened to some of the tracks and i must say that i just adore having them on in the background they're so really peaceful and they kind of entrain you into this almost altered state cool so what uh, would you like to uh, leave our listeners with a quick thought um that you're awesome and you sort of know it and once you choose to start unlocking that nature will show you just how to do it in other words the right person will come by or the right um angle to take to start unlocking your your extraordinary potential And this is the era when we do that as a whole human race. If the choice is made, now is the time. Now is the time. Nature will respond. Absolutely. Thank you, Gordon Lent. ZeroUniversal.com. Watch out for it and listen to his music. Thank you so much for being with us, Gordon. And thank you very much. Stay with us and we'll be right back. best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world.
Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Hi, my name is Monica, and I'm the host of Co-Creating Now. Give yourself an opportunity to connect with your all-knowing higher self and manifest joy, love, and peace together every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Om Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Om Times endeavor. Host your show with Om Times Radio Network. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Join Elliot Jolish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jolish Hour as he interviews business experts on your behalf. And you're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers live on air every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliot Jolish Hour. The future of Internet radio is here. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. And welcome back. We have with us our next guest, Catherine Cole. Catherine was awakened from a sound sleep by an incorporeal entity called Melchizedek, who instructed her to write down what he was communicating. Her book, Messages from Melchizedek, Guardian of the Fourth Door, is a collection of the channeled conversations she had with him over many years. Melchizedek speaks about the nature of reality and how humanity must begin to accept responsibility for our thoughts. The fourth door in the title refers to mankind's conscious leap from our third-dimensional reality to fourth-dimensional responsibility. Welcome, Catherine. I'm so delighted to have you on. Thank you, Miriam. It's nice to be here. Catherine, your book um, is called Messages from Melchizedek. Uh, we've, we've heard the name in many contexts. Who is Melchizedek? Melchizedek is a disincarnate being who, uh, like I said, first contacted me in 2004. He is mentioned in the Book of Urantia, and also in the book, um, The uh, the Alchemist. And um, he, um, when I first started channeling him, I said, well, why me? And the message he gave me was that I had worked with him when he was incarnate on the earth in the first temple in Jerusalem, so many, many years ago. And... uh, I was one of his uh, apprentices, if you will, or, um, you know, accolades or whatever. And um, so that's why he and I had a connection previously. Mm-hmm. But I, of all people, was so shocked to begin to channel when I had never had any intention of doing that. <laughs> what What had you been doing before? Well, I started with a, a, a group of people who were studying 
the Kabbalah, which uh, the part we were studying was guided imagery and pathworking, and it works with archetypal images, and um, it's a very powerful tool to get in touch with your deepest levels of consciousness. And I had only been going to this group about two weeks, and we had uh, two different meetings where we did this guided imagery, and I knew right away it was very powerful, but it was after the second meeting that um, I was awakened out of a sound sleep from somebody saying, okay, wake up, You've got this is important, you've got to write it down. And I thought, well, what the heck is this all about? And um, so I just thought, well, I'll go along with it. And from then, then on, over the course of the next year, I received just volumes and volumes of information um, transmitted from this entity who identified himself as Melchizedek and explained where we knew each other from, and just uh, asked me to write it down. And I said, well, am I supposed to have a book, you know, do a book or something? And he kind of said, well, yes, eventually. So, so yeah, that's so how what, it all began. What types of information did you receive? He, he sends to me, or he has sent to me, all this uh, information about, uh, like, uh, the nature of reality and why humans are here on planet Earth and we're incarnated here because we don't really know yet that we are such powerful beings and that we are consciously co-creating our reality. And uh, that was quite a shock, but he, he indicated that we need to know that we're responsible for our thinking and that our thoughts create our reality. And it, under that guidance then we should be um, cautious of how our thinking is, is developed and what kind of thoughts we carry in our, um, in our essence. And, uh, and because we are so is, powerful as creator beings that we could actually manifest them. So whether they're good or we, bad, we'll still manifest them. Exactly. And we are in, like, in this case, we are in Earth because Earth's atmosphere and this planet's atmosphere is so dense that it's kind of like being locked in a padded cell. So we can actually, you know, our thoughts, we can learn about our thoughts, we can experience our thoughts, we can manifest our thoughts without completely obliterating, you know, the planet or ourselves. Now, maybe we haven't been so good at that lately, but I think uh, we're learning. The padded cell seems to me a very apt analogy. Uh, Interesting. I'm curious, Catherine, you had already gone some way down this path by the time you went to this Kabbalah workshop. What yeah. set you on to this kind of spiritual exploration? Well, I've been uh, myself, I grew up in a, uh, in the 40s. I was a baby boomer era, um, born in 1948. And I mean, I was uh, in a very, uh, what you might call dysfunctional family. And so I was constantly looking for a way to deal with kind of the hand that life dealt me. I I lost one parent very early at age 12 suddenly and was kind of left to my own resources at an early age. So I started to read and I read and I read and I read all kinds of information. And it just seemed to me that there was a lot of life to be explored. There was a lot of consciousness to be explored beyond the ends of my fingertips, and that I was 
uh, on a mission to find out and learn what I could. And so I just uh, started educating myself. I took a class in psychic development that was given by a person and and uh, it really enjoyed that and realized that I was aware enough to intuit certain things. I've always been highly intuitive, but uh, this was beyond that. This was realizing that, yes, I could actually use my consciousness in a manner that was helpful to me and perhaps, hopefully, helpful to other people. Hmm. It's interesting how what you say uh, reconfirms what our earlier guest had been saying. Yes. That consciousness really is the the key mover of yes. our creation and our manifestation. Yes. Along and with intent. Yeah. Intent. Intent and our responsibility. We have an awesome responsibility in that um, in that we can use our consciousness for a very good purpose. And if we don't uh, recognize that we're apt to stumble and trip and fall and create things that are unintentional, but that may be not very helpful for others. Mm-hmm. Now you said that you were always intuitive. When did you discover that you were intuitive and how did you discover it? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I have been very sensitive and I think being sensitive it allows you to tap into your intuition, maybe. Um, and I say that because if you've been exposed to trauma early on, then you have a way to deal with trauma. You learn to, a lot of people say it's a disassociation with your core essence. And in that state of disassociation, there is a lot of intelligence. There's a lot to learn from uh, being kind of one-off, kind of taken off balance a little bit. Um, Melchizedek talks about being like in a washing machine off on the spin cycle when the load gets unbalanced. <laughs> That's not always bad, but it teaches us. There's a lesson in that unbalanced state that we need to pay attention to because if you if you utilize that unbalanced state, you can bring up that intuition, you can you can kind of uh, nurture it in yourself mm. so that you can tap into it. I have heard from a lot of people who had really traumatic and, and threatening childhoods that yeah. they developed their intuition as a form of self-preservation that allowed yeah. them to uh, sense danger and, and avoid it. And I'm wondering if that was a kind of a pre-birth choice that you went into this situation in order to develop these intuitive skills. I, I don't know, just speculation. I totally agree with that. I absolutely totally agree with that. In fact, I I questioned Melchizedek towards the end of this book that that I wanted to know, you know, why why me, you know, and and uh, he does talk about it. And my book is just a uh, diary of sorts. It just chron, chron I can't even think of it. It uh, <laughs> chronicles. <laughs> it chronicles the messages that he said to me. And I could always ask a question of him, you know, mentally a thought question. Mm -hmm. And my channeling style was not that I abdicated my own personality, but that I 
received information mentally from Melchizedek in kind of big bundles of thought. And my job as the scribe, as it were, was to dig into those um, those bundles of thought and pull out what was most appropriate. And now when I asked him about it, uh, about my beginnings and why I might um, be um, intuitive and be the one that's been contacted by him, um, he said, yes, indeed, you did design this. You as, a, you as a human being, you contracted before you incarnated here to be able to experience this theme. And my theme for this lifetime has been abandonment. Mm-hmm. And so abandonment is a, for a child, of course, is a big, scary place. Absolutely. And so when you're thrown into that kind of, you know, that vortex, then you figure out how to sink or swim. So it's a survival mechanism. Indeed, what you said, it is. So your book mechanism. is called Messages from Melchiz- Melchizedek. Uh, will Melchizedek. there be a sequel? Have you been uh, working on it? Uh, I have been working on it, and I've started to develop a sequel, and Melchizedek is is giving a lot of information about how we develop disease, how human beings on this planet, why we would develop disease, how, you know, the big uh, big C, the big cancer disease, and uh, he's got a lot to say about that, and uh, I've been (laughs) scribing from him again, and... uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. So far, it has been. Do you have a title? I don't yet. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It may be more messages from Melchizedek. I don't know. Melchizedek is kind of a mouthful, and that's just the identity he gave to me. Now, the way I've spelled it is different from you might find it on some other uh, places. I spell it M-E-L-C-H-E-Z-I-D-E-K, and... uh, he confirmed that was the way he wanted it spelled, but it's spelled a lot differently on some sites. So Melchizedek uh-huh. appears in a lot of places. So I was um, very surprised, and I have been delighted to have been able to receive this. this well, I'm sure that we would be delighted to read it. So, yeah. Catherine, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, I wish you much luck with your book, Messages from Melchizedek. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Darian. It was delightful to talk to you. Stay with us, and we will be back with our final guest of the day. On Miriam Knight, you're listening to Rising Stars. Bringing a more conscious lifestyle to your world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience unlimited by time and distance. 
Om Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Om Times endeavor. Host your show with Om Times Radio Network. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi, this is Sylvia Henderson, Intuitive Life Coach and Energy Healer. Are you ready to elevate and rise way above your normal? Be sure to listen to my show, Intuitive Transformations, on Own Times Radio, Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. Get the inspiration you need to transform your life. Feed your soul with waves of consciousness on Ohm Times Radio. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with our next guest, June O'Brien. Now, June is the author of the Blue Child series, On the Mountain and the North Road, two books of poetry, and she has degrees in psychology and counseling. Her latest book is called Dream Talk, a collage of subjects about how dreams communicate and about their intention and how they're a means that spirit uses to send help. Subjects in the book range from how animals talk to transformation, and there's even a recipe for infused oil to help the dreamer remember the dream. I've got to get that recipe. Welcome, June. Good morning, Miriam. Hello. Um, okay. I have to find out why, what is infused in the oil? Does it really work? Well, it does, actually. Uh, some of these oils have been known for a long time by people that, uh, that they help with dreaming. And one of them is uh, mugwort. And one is uh, skullcap. And then uh, lemon balm is what you often find in uh, those kind of little dream pouches that you buy here and there. And hops, surprisingly enough. Mm -hmm. And so you can infuse the oil and uh, or infuse the separate oils and then mix them. Uh And then you uh, put them on your wrists before you go to bed and a little bit on your neck. And um, a friend of mine made some for me. Um, She's a herbalist. And uh, the first night I used it, it blew me out of the bed. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It did. I had uh, a dream about ancestors and soul retrievals. And and so I decided uh, to include that recipe uh-huh. Because well, how, it was such a powerful ally to dreaming. Fantastic. How did you get into dreaming in the first place? Well, Miriam, when I was an adolescent, uh, someone, an old aunt in my family, identified me as one of the family's dreamers. Hmm. And um, I found this to be true over time that people bring me their dreams and I seem to have um, a knack for getting 
to the deep message that um, that is in dreaming that is available to all of us through our dreams. Hmm. And I think that the reason um, this could happen in my family is I'm from um, I originate from hill country in uh, southeastern Oklahoma. Um, my family came in there to that area when it was still Indian territory. And so I come from a family that believes in um, uh, knowing what is going on at a distance, um, anticipating events. Uh, uh, The earliest I remember this is a cousin of mine and I were sleeping uh, in the bed with another one of my aunts. And she woke up in the night and uh, from a dream and sat rocking on the bed saying something's wrong with my boy something's wrong with my boy and of course no one had phones then but um, about first light her son came in the front door and he was okay but they had been in a wreck and his best friend had been killed Mm -hmm. so that kind of thing Um, so when I was told that I was a dreamer I think possibilities opened to me um, that because I lived in a culture that didn't shut them down I see very interesting so what would people find in this dream book how is it different from other dream books I come from the point of view that they're, that dreams are always trying to reach me with a bigger spiritual message and that they are orchestrated to bring me into identity with my highest possibility, with my highest self. That the dream maker doesn't really see me as the person that I call by my name. Uh, She sees me as something greater than that. And that dreams are orchestrated to help us get to uh, that higher self or that greater being, uh, to live from that, to relate to ourselves and our lives from that. Um, And so... I think over time we've become uh, more apt to psychologize our dreams. Um, I think we were led to see them as the repository of uh, a less lovely self. Uh, You know, our hidden intentions and our hidden desires. And so they kind of became seen as... Um, messages about negative projections and that sort of thing, if you, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you really think that they're the way that either our higher self or spirit actually conveys information to us that will be helpful for our daily lives? To be helpful for our daily lives, but to also help us see our own magnificence. Mm-hmm. that we um, come here 
with um, this magnificent spirit and that work um, there's a work for each of us to do Mm -hmm. and if we can see ourselves in that as participant in those bigger dimensions then we relate to our lives in the right way what's your favorite section of the book you know i like um i like the part about the dream that uh, begins with the dream maker she loves me because the dream maker is always trying to reach us is always trying to encourage us is to trying to get us to move away from our small selves as i already said and so i really like that one um that she is working for us all the time and that she um her intentions are always helpful are always benign and you, re- you refer to the dream maker as a she. Is it she for everyone or just she for women and he for men? You know, I, I do. I refer to the dream maker as a she because it is so awkward. <laughs> you know, if I'm talking about the dream maker, okay. dream maker as in it, you know, it just uh-huh. doesn't have the same resonance. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she can be very, very personal and up close. So. You know, I I want to acknowledge her as the power that she is. Um, so uh, when I'm working with men uh, around a dream or a man around a dream, I will uh, refer to the dream maker as he. What do you think he is trying right. to communicate? Right. Um, so throughout uh, all my writing, my blogs and so forth, I... I use she. I'm a she. So that. So um, the 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 book is called Dream Talk. And where do you have a website, or where can people find out more? Go into it more deeply. I do. It's called the Blue Child series, um, after the novels that I've written. Mm-hmm. And so I I put up a blog about every two weeks, and uh, then my books are all on Amazon, of course. So the website is bluechildseries.com? The, the bluechildseries.com, correct. Okay. The novels are uh, the Blue Child series mm-hmm. on the mountain and the North Road. And where are you going to go from here? Do you have any other books in preparation? Miriam, I'm writing the third book in the series, uh, of the Blue Child seri- series, and I was—I uh, stopped to write Dream Talk because I thought it was going to be simple, and I should have known better. <laughs> uh, Is it, life ever simple? I know. It—it—it it, uh, it took about a year to put it together, um, and so I am now working on the third novel in the series. And what are the novels about? They're about three American Indian sisters who live uh, near the peninsula, the Olympic Peninsula, and they are called on a a spirit journey. And initially, they don't know what that is, Um, but Ruby, the main character, was called by a dream and responded. 
And so they go on a spiritual adventure to save the blue child. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so they travel through tribes and urban Indian communities and um, eventually discover the North Road. Which is, is, it, a, is it intended for young people or for adults? Um, for adults. Uh-huh. Uh, the people um, who have read it, read them, really, really like them. Great. Um, so... Lovely. Well, bluechildseries.com, thebluechildseries.com. June, thank you very much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Miriam. And do join us next week to meet more rising stars of the new consciousness. Until then, shine brightly, dear friends. The world so needs your light. Many blessings. <laughs>